How a sadhu should act, especially how a uh, senior devotee who is respected by others should act. Now, any member of the Krishna consciousness movement is dressed in dhoti, kurta, shaved head, Silag, it's very obvious that he's a member of ISKCON, especially in the Western countries. Everyone will know he's a member of the Hare Krishna movement. They may not know what the Hare Krishna movement is, but they'll think he's a Hare Krishna. And even here, in India now, most people, at least all educated people and many others also, they know about ISKCON and they know, they can see who is a member of ISKCON. So, Um, our members of our society in India, they are considered as sadhus, holy men, saintly persons, because people, they know we follow four regulated principles that we're dedicated to chanting the holy names of God, preaching, that our, the people in India know that our movement is very pure and spiritual, they think like that. They know that there are so many different movements, so many different organi Hindu organizations. The people, they generally have... A, a very good impression that our movement is uh, very spiritual and very pure, not materially motivated. And in the Western countries, even though many people still very much misunderstand us, uh, we're trying to establish that understanding among the people. Even, even many people in the West, they think our movement is something actually very spiritual, especially young people. If you actually want something spiritual, if you actually want that, which not many people do, but if you actually want something spiritual, then you should check out the Hare Krishna movement. So, this is stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Dharmasthapam hetu sadhu That religion is established in this world by the behavior of devotees. And Many times we've experienced this in the Western countries, that people, they've had a poor impression of our movement, but then just some contact with the devotees, how the devotees behave as gentlemen, they become very impressed and their whole impression changes. Actually, one devotee, he told this story once, that he comes from a very upper-class British family. So his, he met his father once, and his father said, oh, yes, My whole opinion of your society has changed because I saw one of your devotees. There was an old woman wanting to cross the road, but it was very busy. So he helped her to cross the road. So now I can understand you're very good people. So, of course, we're not interested in mundane welfare work. People tend to think you're good if you do mundane welfare work. But anyway, the point is that if people see that we're behaving very properly, nicely, doing people properly, then they will... Uh, Their, their faith in our movement will increase. Every member of our society, to the, in his dealings with the public, he's representing the whole society. I, I saw one time, very horrible experience actually, we were distributing books in one place in England, one devotee, we were dis I was distributing books side by side with him. And uh, one man came up, Englishman, 
And he said, well, what about Shiva? I think that Shiva is supreme. And they started having a discussion. And our, our devotee, very quickly, he became angry with that man. Definitely the man wasn't inquiring in a very submissive way. But the way that our devotee dealt with him also wasn't very mature. And what happened after a few minutes, to my horror, this devotee started kicking the man and trying to punch him. So the man, the, this man, he simply withdrew and he walked away and he said, Oh, Krishna consciousness, love and peace. Huh. Like this. So that means that his whole impression about Krishna consciousness was spoiled. Definitely he wasn't inquiring in the proper manner. But other devotees, I know, they, they could have dealt with him in a way. At least he, would have, he, he, he may not have left in, in, a, in a discouraged way. Now it's very unlikely uh, that he'll approach the devotees again. His opinion is formed for life because of, about our whole society because of, the, because of the behavior of one person. So we should always remember that we are representing uh, Srila Prabhupada and Iskong and we have a very great responsibility because Krishna consciousness begins with faith. Now most people don't have enough faith to take up Krishna consciousness. But if they have some faith that the devotees are good people, then at least they may take the book or they may listen to something they have to say sometimes. At least if they're somewhat favorable, then... Uh, then that will be auspicious for them. If, you, if they even think, or if they even say, oh, Hare Krishna people are good people, Iskand people are good people, then uh, that is sukuti for them. And when, when that sukuti develops over many lifetimes, agyata sukuti means they don't know what the effect of that is. Unknowingly, they get the result of pious activities which are conducive for devotional service. And if one is favorable, then he's more likely to to take up Krishna consciousness some more. Yeah. Yes. But if he's unfavorable, then his attitude becomes, uh, his attitude may tend to become offensive and he is no hope for taking to Krishna consciousness. And indeed, if one is offensive to Krishna and his devotees, he's very inauspicious, he simply glides down to hell. Now, so, so we should act with people in such a way that they uh, tend to respect us on the other hand, we can never compromise our principles or our philosophy for the sake of pleasing the public. Our general behavior should be pleasing, but we can't change our program or our philosophy or our behavior to suit the public. Sometimes devotees, they don't like to preach very strongly even though Prabhupada told us to do that. Of course, one has to preach about the time, place, and circumstance. But one shouldn't water down the philosophy for, because you're thinking, oh, if I speak the, the truth, that people, they won't be very favorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our mission is to get Krishna consciousness across. Uh, I, I saw one time in our London country that uh, one devotee was on the book table and someone asked, what is the price of this book? He said, well, I'm afraid it's quite expensive. It's so, so three pounds. So I said to him, after that person went, I said to him, why did you say like that? That's, that's discouraging him from, you should, he's interested in the book, so you should preach to him what a wonderful book it is, and then say, it's only three pounds. We want people to buy the books. We say, no, no, I was told by our authorities that uh, 
you should say like that because you don't want to appear as if you're business minded. So this is this is an example of a mis a misuse of trying to make people favorable. The most the best thing to make them favorable is to get them to take a book. It's the best preaching. In the name of preaching, if we lessen our di- our book distribution, what is the preaching? Of course, the book distribution should be done in such a way that people don't become disturbed. Although actually, book distribution is such a such a big attack on Maya that definitely demons are going to become disturbed. There's no way in which you can do such a positive preaching activity as book distribution without some people getting disturbed. If you say, now I'm going to preach in such a way that no one will be disturbed, you can't preach Krishna consciousness purely as it is without someone getting disturbed because that is the nature of Krishna consciousness. That those who are demoniac, they become disturbed by hearing pure Krishna conscious philosophy. Here in India also, people, they like to hear everything is ultimately miraka. And many people, they get upset if you say that, no, this is wrong. They actually become upset and disturbed because they have this demoniac attachment to the idea that God has no form. Uh, that ultimately, the form is coming from the impersonal. So there's no way, if you want to preach Krishna consciousness, there's no way that you can do it without people becoming disturbed. But we should try to act in such a way that people don't unnecessarily become disturbed. Although sometimes preachers, they will deliberately disturb people just to wake them up also. Uh, They'll speak in such a way that, because if you speak, just like if you speak, yes, everyone should chant the holy names and uh, Krishna is very beautiful. Everyone in India will agree. Uh, But they'll just be sleepily listening. Say, oh, this is another sadhu, very sentimental. But if you want to get through that sentimentality, sometimes you have to preach very strongly in such a way that people start thinking that they get a jolt. Now, the proper behavior of devotees, automatically a devotee develops all good qualities by practicing devotional service. If one's actually practicing devotional service, then he will develop the vision that all living beings are part and parcel of Krishna. So he'll deal with them in, a, in such a manner. And uh, because he is amanina amanadena, ready to give respect to others, but not looking for respect for himself, because because he's tolerant, he doesn't get disturbed by the crazy attitudes and behavior of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's fixed in Krishna consciousness, he's not trying to get sense gratification from other people. He's not envious of them. So because he develops all these qualities, then naturally he can deal with people in a very pleasing way. Dhira dhira jana priyo the quality, one of the qualities of the six Goswamis, they were dear both to the saintly persons and the non-saintly persons. Their behavior was such. They were, they were respected and trusted by them. Now, all devotees should know how to behave properly. But today I'm going to especially talk about those who are... No, no, all devotees. Those who are going out as preachers, those who are gurus, sannyasis, any senior devotee, uh, how persons who others tend to respect, how they should act uh, so that others uh, may reciprocate with them in such a way that they may mutually 
advance in Krishna consciousness. Now, just one point on the side here, I'm going to say that sometimes devotees, they get on the case, so to speak, of some guru or sannyasi if his behavior isn't very proper, and they make a big fuss if one of them falls down, which is proper. It's not, they should make a fuss if they fall down or if they don't behave properly. But, uh, one thing I'd like to mention here is that even one who takes Brahmin initiation, he should not fall down and he should be an ideal example. Brahmin is supposed to be an ideal example. So if one has accepted Brahmin initiation, it's also a very serious thing if a Brahmin initiated devotee falls down. It's also a serious thing if a Brahmin initiated devotee uh, doesn't attend the morning program in the temple. It's also a serious thing if he if he speaks the wrong philosophy or something like this. To be in to be in the position of a Brahmin is not an ordinary thing. We take it very cheaply for granted. Uh, we, we think that uh, only sen- sometimes we think that only sannyasis, brahmacharis, and gurus they should attend the program. They should act like sadhus, and we criticize them if they don't. But even if one's a Brahmin, if he's Brahmin initiated, that means that he has to be very serious about Krishna consciousness. You may say, well, I'm a Grihastha and I, I can't follow all these things. But then why did you take Brahman initiation? What is the meaning of it? If you don't follow very strictly. Brahma Dhanatiti Brahmana. Brahmana means one who uh, knows what is Brahman. So if one is uh, absorbed in materialistic life with Krishna consciousness just on the side, or if his Krishna consciousness is, is the kind that coming getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, then this is, uh, this is not Brahminical behavior. Prabhupada, uh, more than once, he told leaders in the temple, just go around and check all the devotees if they know the Gayatri Mantra, who are Brahmin initiated. If they don't know, if they're not chanting, then take back their Brahmin thread. Convert them back to Shudras. <coughs> if you don't know, if you're not chanting, if you're not following, convert them back to Shudras. This is in one conversations book. I'll give that reference later. Uh, then he said also, one who has fallen down after taking Harinam, uh, after taking first initiation, he should never be credited with Brahman initiation. And he also said, one who cannot rise early in the morning, he should also never be given Brahman initiation. We take it as a kind of formality. Someone's been in the movement six months, one year, give him first initiation. And another six months, one year, give him Brahman initiation. But that's not the system. system is you should... Only a serious devotee should take Brahman initiation. If you're not going to be serious, don't even ask for it. In fact, if you're not going to be serious, what are you doing in this movement at all? So, uh, uh, this senior devotees, they should think about these things very seriously. Whether we like it or not, as one be- becomes senior, that means as he spends more time in the movement, uh, as he goes on steadily with his progress in Krishna consciousness. Uh, you be- as you become senior, you become directly and indirectly, indirectly and or indirectly influential on other spiritual advancements. That means directly, uh, you may be given some position or, or, or anyway, you may be given some position in charge of some other devotees. That means you have to see to their spiritual advancement also. Just like Sangatam party leader doesn't just mean that he sends the devotees out to collect some money, distribute some books. Or head of the Pujari department doesn't just see that the, the RTs and cooking is going on. 
or head of any part of the temple. He has to see not only that the service is going on, but he has to oversee the spiritual life of the devotees who are working under him. Whether they're getting up early, whether they're chanting their rounds, whether they're properly uh, developing Krishna consciousness. And even indirectly, uh, no, directly also, you may not have any particular position, but as a senior, he may come to you and ask you questions about advancement in spiritual life. And if you've been in the movement some years, even outside people when they come to you and ask you. Uh, and indirectly, that means if, if someone's Brahman initiated and he, he, he doesn't come to the temple programs, then indirectly he is adversely affecting the spiritual life of the junior devotees because then they think that, oh, now I'm a new devotee and they're making me go to all the programs. But anyway, when I get a little bit older, just like all the others, I won't bother. I don't have to. I can take it as I like. So this is very bad. By example, one, one has to set the... By behavior, one has to set the proper example. Our Krishna conscious need, movement needs many leaders to fulfill Srila Prabhupada's desire, Lord Chaitanya's desire, Krishna's desire, to spread Krishna conscious all over the world. Srila Prabhupada said that there should be a guru in every neighborhood. Just like here we have in Diranaga, there should be a guru here. And in another one, what is there? Ganga Naga. I think it's... Uh, there's all the different areas. There should be in every neighborhood. There should be gurus. Actually, the father in the family is supposed to be a guru for the family. Uh, that means, actually, guru. He should teach the children how to be Krishna conscious. Uh, and that we need many, many gurus. Not just a few. Uh, we need many, many, many. But that means their behavior should be ideal. This is required. Devotee's behavior should be ideal. Otherwise, he can either benefit himself nor others. Now, we need many leaders, but if, if a devotee thinks, I want to be a leader, I want to be a big shot, people should respect me, now I should get a big position. Then if one thinks like that, he cannot actually become a leader. Uh, you cannot become a leader in Christian consciousness by any material qualifications. You can, but it won't work out nicely. Material qualification, that can be used in Krishna's service, but the main qualification is that one should be Krishna consciousness. To be a leader in Krishna consciousness actually means to become the servant of the devotees. If one thinks like that, then he can become a good leader. One who has got a strong, steady service mood is gradually recognized by others and then uh, when Krishna gives him the inspiration or when ordered by his superior to instruct others, uh, he starts to do so. A real leader, even in the material world, commands respect. He does not demand respect. He's a leader by example. Srila Prabhupada said that a leader in Krishna consciousness means a leader in hearing and chanting. He should be the leader in hearing and chanting. It doesn't mean he has to lead every kirtan or give every class, but it does mean that he should set a good example of absorption in shravanam kirtanam, shravanam kirtanam, which is the life of our Krishna conscious world. Try and listen. Uh, so, uh, a leader in Krishna consciousness should always act, always act and speak in an exemplary manner. 
this will uh, help to guide others. Yad yad ajyoti sreshtas. This verse is there in Bhagavad Gita that whatever, whatever a great person does, ordinary men or others follow in his footsteps. Uh, if, they, if the leaders uh, act properly, uh, this will uphold the prestige of their position and of the society. Same thing if at the present time in our Iskhan society, the status of the Sanyash Ashram is in the eyes of the devotees is much diminished because many sannyasis they fell away from their vows. So, if one has taken a position, he should be very serious uh, to act in such a way that he doesn't break the faith of others. He should remain steady in his position. Now, all devotees in the public eye uh, represent Srila Prabhupada and Iskand. But those uh, devotees who are a senior, they represent Srila Prabhupada and Iskon to the newer devotees or the junior devotees. Many devotees, they may be in this movement, but they don't have full faith or commitment to it. They have some doubts. So those who are uh, leaders, they should act in such a way that the faith of the devotees in the Krishna conscious process in Srila Prabhupada and in Iskon is always thickened, uh, not watered down. As a representative of Guru and Krishna, uh, one should always act to increase the other faith of others. It's a very serious responsibility. Mm. So one should act very carefully by practicing sadhana very strictly, keeping carefully aloof from sense enjoyment. And praying always to Guru and Krishna, uh, one keeps himself strong for executing the important duties that he is being entrusted with. He should be very careful to protect one who's sannyasi, guru, brahmin. Uh, he should be very careful to protect against fall down for his own sake and for others' sake also. Uh, now, sometimes people, devotees, they think, all right. Let me take sannyas. Let me be a guru. Let me check it out. See what it's like. And see see if I can do it. This is an abominable attitude. If one is taking sannyas or if he is taking disciples, then he has to take that up. No question in his mind of going back. I know one devotee. He said, yeah, let me take sannyas. I'll see how it is. And after a few years, he fell down from that. Means he wasn't serious about maintaining his vows under any circumstance. He wasn't serious. Prabhupada said that if, you, if you're going for an examination and you, you think, let me try to pass in the first grade, let me endeavor for that, then surely you will at least pass. But if you say, let me somehow or other try to pass, then quite probably you will fail. So if one is going to take sannyas or Brahmin initiation, or take disciples. He should be very serious not to fall down from that position. Sometimes devotees say that, well, Prabhupada made sannyas in Iskand for preaching. And he said that if you can't maintain it, you can become a grihasta. He actually said that. But the idea is that if you can't maintain it, huh, then don't go away from Krishna consciousness, at least get married and 
stay in the society and do some service. Don't run away altogether. But that doesn't mean that you can... That, that it's only for preaching, so it doesn't matter very much. You can take sannyas and again become grihastha. That is not the meaning. The meaning is that if you are... If you are uh, vantashi, if you, vantashi means uh, literally one who eats his own vomit, means one who falls down from san, sannyas. He's called vantashi. So, if you're going to eat your own vomit, at least do some Krishna consciousness also. Uh, but don't make plans to eat your own vomit. What kind of person is that? Who's, who's thinking, well now I've vomited, then maybe after some time I'll eat my vomit. What kind of intelligence is this? So, uh, one should be uh, very serious about this. Otherwise, why? what is the facility of sannyas for preaching? Because people respect that this person has taken a very serious vow, which most people couldn't even dream of taking, that they'll give up family happiness and sex life. Family so-called happiness and sex life. No more. Pass. Finished. For eternity. For this life and life after life. So they respect that. But if, if you... If you... If you if the, the sannyasis all fall down, then people won't respect. Similarly, Brahman initiation, that means you become, even Harinam, you become very serious that no meat eating, no gambling, no illicit, no intoxication. So if you're only doing that in some kind of passion, and then after some time, well, never mind. What's wrong with a little meat, intoxication, gambling, illicit sex? Then the whole meaning the whole prestige, the whole, the whole uh, seriousness of it in the eyes of everybody else becomes much less. And devotees, they may, they may actually take first initiation, second initiation, and be thinking, well, it doesn't matter if you fall down. So many others fell down. So I'll try it and see. It means that the devotees who fall down, uh, they, they, they contribute towards the whole uh, atmosphere of watered down Krishna consciousness. You follow, you don't follow, well, it's all the same. Mostly after, they'll postulate. Mostly after some time, devotees, they don't follow. So, you know, he may be into it, and just wait a few years and see. So this, this kind of atmosphere is created by non-serious devotees. Therefore, devotees should be exemplary. They should show an example uh, why, why do people respect sadhus? Because they are living a life without what people need, what they what they take as happiness. They've renounced all these things, and still they're happy, much happier. They're living a life of renunciation. They don't watch TV. They don't go to the cinema. They don't have uh, any arrangement for sense gratification. They live very simple life. Sleep on the floor. No meat, no fish, no eggs, no gambling, no intoxication, no sex, no illicit sex. And still, they're very happy. That means that these sadhus, they have got something which I haven't got. They have got something which money can't buy. Therefore, people respect sadhus. So one should always behave as a sadhu. One should always rise early, attend the whole morning program. Huh? Even you may think, well, I don't feel like it so much. Uh, but at least for others' benefit also, one should attend this program. That means that especially 
leaders or anybody, if they if they don't attend the program, that means they're they're sh- they're uh, breaking the the temple discipline. They're uh, they're making the whole thing very cheap. You don't you can go or not go. You're breaking Srila Prabhupada's instructions to go. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, one should attend the whole program to maintain one's own spiritual life. That will be discussed more in another section. The importance of attending the morning program. Uh, one should uh, engage in Krishna's service, uh, not talk or act frivolously, not engage in prajalpa. Uh, this, if someone's going to take Brahman initiation, sannyas, become a guru, all these things should be natural for him. Uh, otherwise, it will be a great strain. If a sannyasi, someone's taken sannyas, but he has a, still has a strong tendency to talk pajalpa or go to the movies or some crazy thing like this, uh, then it'll be a great strain for him. It means he'll have to act. He'll have to put on an act of being a very saintly person. And after some time, the strain will be too much. He won't be able to take it. So one should actually have some advancement in Krishna consciousness and some taste for these Krishna consciousness practices. Otherwise, he won't be able to uh, maintain the prestigious position that he's taken. One should not take sannyas merely to increase his prestige so that people will think, oh, he's a very, he's a sannyasi, yeah, or to increase. One should not take sannyas. Anyway, I'll discuss this more later. Uh, if one is attached, just like we saw, I don't know now, but previously in our movement, there were some sannyasis who were attached to relaxing on the beaches with sunglasses and driving expensive cars very fast or driving motorbikes. But this is, if you're attached to this, if you, if you like to do this kind of thing, then please don't take sannyas. Don't, uh, don't make a fool of yourself and uh, make a dichotomy that within people's minds. Don't mislead others by not acting properly. Uh, of course, when one may be a senior devotee, but when he's with uh, other senior devotees, his godbrothers or devotees he's very familiar with, sometimes he'll relax with them, joke somewhat. doesn't mean that, it, that a, a devotee never jokes or he never uh, talks in a relaxed way. Just that everything he does, he does in Krishna consciousness. That's all. We saw Srila Prabhupada, sometimes he used to, if, if there were men of the same age as him, sometimes he used to joke with them or, or speak with them in a very familiar way. Sometimes when he wasn't in the public eye, he would, uh, with his group of servants, he would act in a more relaxed way. But generally in, in, in the company of his uh, disciples, he would always act in such a way as to maintain the prestige of his position as guru. One time, there's one story. Brajendra Nandan does Brahmachari. Brajendra Kumar does Brahmachari. He was now to Brajendra Nandan Swami. So he was temple commander in Vrindavan temple. And Prabhupada, he was inspecting the devotees' quarters. He saw Brajendra Kumar's room. And he said, oh, how nice. You're living very simply as Brahmacharis. Uh, he said, I'd like to come and live with you. But he said, I, but I cannot, because I have to maintain my prestige as guru. So that's a very interesting anecdote. Uh, so one may act in a relaxed way sometimes. 
course, Prabhupada was always relaxed, but at the same time very dignified. So one should always act in, in a way to maintain the dignity of his position. A devotee, this is very important, he should be very neutral in his dealings. He should not favor one party over another. If he is seen to be partial to one party, that is not correct. Of course, uh, he's always partial towards the devotees. But he should be, between groups of devotees, uh, he should be very impartial. Or even if there's some dispute between a devotee and a non-devotee, some member of the public, he should try to see, no, maybe, maybe the devotee's wrong, or maybe, the, maybe this man has got some point. Just like, say, for instance, uh, one devotee is involved in a, some, his car scrapes against another person's car. So one should be neutral enough to see, well, maybe the devotee was at fault and not the non-devotee, or maybe, yeah, uh, like that. He should, he should be neutral in his dealings. And very straightforward. One should act, it's very important not to act in a non-duplicitous way. Like St. Sarasvaktaka says, that the first qualification of a Vaishnava is shalata. means simplicity and straightforwardness. Now that simplicity and straightforwardness stems, stems from his very simple, uncomplicated attitude that uh, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and I'm his servant. And I have nothing else to do but serve him. So, one should be very simple and straightforward in his dealings. One should uh, not uh, act in a way that people, uh, they will feel he's cheated them or something like this. It's like you say, uh, yes, yes, I, I agree to your proposal. But then you act in a completely different way. Uh, of course, sometimes devotee may say something and do something else. We see even Prabhupada, he, he told just like this in example, Prabhupada said, I'm coming to London on this day, and at the last moment, all the boys got everything ready, the last moment he changed his mind, and he went to Paris instead. But then again, after two, three days, he came to London. So that way, but, but if, you, if you give your word of honor to someone, or you, if you discuss something and come to some agreement, you should act on them. Otherwise, people will lose their faith in you. The body should be very straightforward in his dealings. One should be very cautious in speaking in public about problems in ISKCON or even to uh, junior members of ISKCON who don't have so much understanding of all these things. One should, be, one should exert caution. Uh, on the one hand, we don't want to artificially present a picture that everything is completely wonderful because there are problems in our society and there always will be that we can explain to people that definitely in any organization there will always be some kind of problems. Uh, not every, Definitely there will be differences of opinion. Not everyone who comes uh, is of the... We, we accept anybody who agrees to follow these principles, but not everybody who comes is going to be a saintly person overnight. We've been contaminated by, by material contamination for millions of lifetimes. So even if, if, even if devotees don't behave properly, that's... Uh, is not surprising. It's not surprising also if some people who are, who are uh, not proper in their motives come. This is to be, it's not surprising, but we should see how the society deals with the problem. Not the problem that may arise, that is one thing, but we should see the saintly character of our devotees, how they deal with the problem, uh, how, they, how they uproot 
uh, wrong behavior, corruption in all these things. So, uh, we, can, we should be very cautious in explaining to the public. We shouldn't unnecessarily tell members of the public that we have so many problems. It's, it's not our main point of prachar. Our main point of prachar is telling people about how wonderful Krishna is and how, how this movement is dedicated to spreading the glories of Krishna. But sometimes people ask us or it becomes necessary. Now, uh, if we want to discuss, if some problem is bothering us and we want to speak to some devotees about this problem, we should speak to devotees who are responsible, who are mature, who can understand these kind of things, who have been through many of these problems in the past and who are not going to become totally disturbed if we talk about some problem. Now, if we talk to uh, junior devotees, we should speak with consideration of their spiritual life. That if we say, well, such and such senior devotees having such and such problem, their whole faith in the society can become damaged. So we should be very cautious. On the other hand, we shouldn't try to make a smokescreen. There's no problems, everything's wonderful. We should be realistic. Otherwise, if devotees find out, as they will do in course of time, what the actual situation is, if we just simply bluff them that everything's wonderful, uh, when it's not, uh, then they may become cynical, sarcastic, skeptical. So, uh, these are all very delicate matters. On the whole, if the senior devotees behave properly, then many of the problems in our society won't come about anyway. Now, back to the behavior, another point about behavior of sadhus. They should not be seen as uh, pound shillings and pence people. They should not have an image of being a, a big money mover, even though they may be. Some devotees have to deal with the Lakshmi. But it, they, shouldn't see, they shouldn't be seen to be interested in money for its own sake. Someone has to be the treasurer. Someone has to take the checks to the bank and take out cash and all these kind of things. But one shouldn't be seen to be a wheeler or de- wheeler and dealer in money, this kind of thing. Even Prabhupada, uh, every, everyone knew that he, he was, under him a lot of money was coming into the society and going out. And Prabhupada in India, he used to tell people that every day we're selling so many lakhs worth of books. But still, people didn't see him as being someone who is interested in money for its own sake. He was just saying, just see, our movement's very, uh, we're very successfully promoting Krishna. That was the whole attitude. Again, if, if, if a senior devotee uh, is seen to be like a wheeler or dealer in money matters, uh, then uh, people won't think of him as being very saintly, and they may uh, even suspect him of misuse of money like this. So one should be very careful. Uh, we already covered that. One should be very honest and not break his word. Uh, or in money dealings, if one, t- if one, it's said that money very easily breaks friendships and trust. So, if for some reason one takes a loan, he should be, or if he takes some books on credit or some, he should be very particular 
to pay that, not to have outstanding debts. Otherwise, uh, you get a very bad reputation. Apart from it being wrong in itself, you get a very uh, bad reputation, especially if in among devotees, uh, then uh, this society, just like if, you, if a temple president takes so, many, so much value worth of books from BBT and he simply sells the books and doesn't pay for them, then it becomes a great strain on the BBT. So you should think like this. Actually, in money dealings, it's recommended that if a devotee is taking a loan or something like this, either on his behalf or his temple's behalf or whatever, everything should be done in writing. So that Hare Krishna. Otherwise, there may be, if it's not in writing, there may be misunderstanding afterwards. If everything's done in writing, someone writes, I have taken such and such a loan, sign it, put the date, all these things. Then it becomes uh, without anxiety for both parties. Uh, devotees should always have shaved head, male devotees. Not wear kami clothes unless absolutely necessary. Uh, shouldn't Especially senior men, gurus and yeses, much better if they're not seen in karmis. Uh, no photos they should allow to be taken of them in karmis without tilak. As, as much as possible, they should not behave in a, an eccentric way. For instance, uh, eccentric dancing in kirtan. Should, should dress neatly and cleanly, generally simply. Uh, not big fancy dress generally uh, and also not underdressed sometimes see senior men they have very very short gumcha on this is not proper uh, this, this is a very important point senior men they're preaching and they're, they're understanding Krishna consciousness and their preaching should be just in line with Srila Prabhupada just in line with Srila Prabhupada they should be able they should be able to answer all questions, not by speculation, but by realized study of Srila Prabhupada's books. They shouldn't be seen to spend hours and hours reading the newspapers or magazines or kami books or any material activities like this. They may look and see. They should be seen their reading matter is Krishna conscious. Not that they're, they, of course, you may read something you may read some book which is helpful for your service, just like the gardener may, might read a book about gardening, for instance. But not that he's, he spends hours and hours on this. So to summarize, senior man should always act, especially senior man, should always act in a grave and sober manner, not seem to be subject to unnecessary anger, hankering, lamentation, attachment, praise, honor, uh, Material happiness, also material happiness. They should not be attached to material happiness, luxury, etc. Uh, he maintains his pres- the prestige as a sadhu by his behavior. And another example of this uh, is given in Prabhupada Lilamrita. It's like we're saying, the guru maintains his prestige. In Paris, devotees were walking in Prabhupada and there was one... There's a series of chairs on the public road. Uh, so they asked Prabhupada, do you want to sit down here? 
I said, what is this place? He said, this is, this is a cafe where people come and they drink coffee and eat. Prophet said, this is no place for a guru to sit. He walked home. So if one behaves properly, this inspires confidence. Uh, it, it is said that a sannyasi or a sadhu or even a brahmin, traditionally in India, is considered as a walking god. Uh, so his behavior should be consistent inside and outside. No private life. He doesn't sneak off to a kami restaurant or privately watch some nonsense on TV. So as walking God, he should actually be like that. Although despite all these qualities, he presents himself in a very humble and ordinary manner, as Srila Prabhupada did. But his, his behavior by Krishna conscious realization should be godly. Uh, he doesn't practice one-upmanship, always trying to tell some new story. Uh, it's also, uh, I'll do something new. But just act in a very normal, exemplary manner of Krishna consciousness. Uh, he, a, a leader in Krishna consciousness, the sadhu, he, he keep, keeps aloof from the material world. But that doesn't mean he keeps aloof from the devotees. That I can't, now I'm a uh, big devotee, I can't mix up with the ordinary devotees. This is what I call the ivory tower syndrome. Where leading devotees, they're there at the morning program, and then they're just in some, most of the rest of the day, the, the devotees don't see them. They're in some, some big room or office of their own. They just have their own small circle. But they should be accessible to and take interest in the other devotees. I even know that some some of our GBC members, they don't even know the names of the devotees in, in their zones or who are the Sankitan men, who are the Sankitan leaders even. So uh, they should not be so high and mighty, but they should uh, be very friendly with the devotees also, know who they are, what their problems are, uh, and, and see how they're eating, how what their facilities are for living, uh, all these things. All right. So, uh, oh, another point I didn't mention is that uh, uh, eating with the devotees, that they don't, leading devotees always don't have to have special eating arrangements, but you can eat with the devotees also. Actually, if they have special eating arrangement, that will tend to make junior devotees uh, somewhat envious. And they'll think that, oh, I'll also become a big devotee and I'll eat nicely. Sometimes they have their own uh, private cook. It means some devotee is cooking especially for him. His, so much service is taken up. And he could also take the regular prasad or if he needs some boiled sabji or something separate. He could also have that arranged. Not that he always has to eat big feast every time. This is a point which comes under consideration of uh, in the section social stratification. Now among devotees we don't consider or we shouldn't consider money to be something very important. Uh, We don't measure a devotee's position by his money. But if someone coming from a very rich background gives that up to live simple life as a devotee, that is also something uh, which 
is to be noted that he's made a great sacrifice to come and live with the devotees. He's given up the money and the prestige and the opportunities for sense gratification and the comfortable life which goes with it. So that obviously will be noted by everybody. Back to the subject of this tape's discussion. More about behavior of sannyasis. This applies to all devotees, but especially to sannyasis. They must be very, very careful in dealings with women. Any senior devotee, even if he's a householder, uh, he should not be seen to be uh, fond of associating with women. Nor should he be be seen to be very much anti-women. Rather, uh, of course, householders, they may have to deal with women, but Brahmachari sannyasis, they should be very, as much as possible, they should be very aloof from the association of women, neither neither for or against them, as much as possible, uh, have very little to do with them. Of course, in our modern society and in our risk on organization, this isn't always possible. Uh, But one has to be very, very careful. Sannyasi especially should never be alone with a woman uh, in a room or anywhere else. Even if nothing happens, one is uh, one certainly subject to very adverse criticism and suspicion. Even though one's character may be spotless, if he, if there's room for criticism, definitely, even if there's only a suspicion of, of a possibility of criticism. Someone will criticize. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Sanyasira Alpa Chidra Sarva Lokegai. That if, the, if there's a tiny flaw in the behavior of a sannyasi, everyone will announce it very loudly. So one has to be very careful. Should be models of renunciation. Uh, it's, it's called the renounced order of life. Of course, we have yukta vairagya in which we use everything in the service of Krishna. But sannyasi especially should be, uh, sh- should show by his practical behavior detachment from sense gratification. This verse about yukta vairagya explains anasaktasya The first point is that one has to be detached from sense gratification. Yataha mupayunjita. But he knows what is the proper use of everything. Nirbande, Krishna Sambande. Everything should be used in the service of Krishna. Yukta Vairagya Uchite. That is Yukta Vairagya, proper renunciation. He should not be a Shushka Vairagi, unnecessarily to renunciation just for its own dry sake. But at the same time, he should not be seen to be uh, very much interested in his own bodily comfort. Uh, 